Welcome to Beyond the Bricks, a downtown Valdosta podcast. Join us as we get to know the places and people that live and breathe the downtown life, who they are, where they are from, where they are headed, and how you can fit in. Plus, all the fun things happening in downtown. Pour a cup of coffee or crack open a cold one and let's go Beyond the Bricks. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bricks, a downtown Valdosta podcast, and we are so glad to have you join us today. Uh, my name is Ellen Hill, and with me is my uh, very trusty sidekick, <laughs> Robin. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> yeah, Superman and Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, is it Superman? No, That's Batman. Batman and Robin. Wow. We need to get you a movie case. I came from a girl family and girl everything, and so I don't yeah. know the superheroes too good. Okay. My well, apologies. I'm Rachel, in fact. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so organized, obviously, today. So, um, hey, it's almost June. Can you believe that? Yeah, but I'm glad. It's insane it's almost June. I'm here for it. Over. I know. So, uh, if it's almost June, that means it's almost time for First Friday in downtown Valdosta. Yes, it is. So excited. Yes. Um, so, in an effort to get first friday kind of revved up and a little bit more exciting we're doing something different this first friday yeah we're gonna try to start doing some different different things not yeah we are we're gonna we're, we're taking it to a, the next level the next level for sure that's what we're all about yeah. next level next level entertainment and fun and a, just a, a general good time yeah so what is next level for this first Classic Friday? car show. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves a classic car, right? <laughs> that is so next level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But, but I mean, you know, like summertime, Americana, like yeah. we're getting ready to gear up for 4th of July. Like, you know, you get, I mean, that's very America. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And um, there's no better time to be patriotic than the present. Agree. So, yeah, classic car show, South Georgia Classic Car Club will be down on first friday i think it's june 3rd don't quote me it's june 4th okay um yeah <laughs> hence why i said don't quote me um it'll be from six to nine yeah usually or just kind of whenever it whenever it's time to go home yeah well um they're gonna be parked around the courthouse square the historic one so um plan ahead because there will be no parking at the square because it will be occupied by right. the fabulous classic cars absolutely so but it'll be a good time it'll be a great great time plenty of other parking options downtown to come and enjoy you can also utilize that also on demand if you mm -hmm. live in the city limits or uber and lyft and have a really extra good time yeah absolutely drink responsibly and in our new entertainment district yeah, why don't you talk? Did we talk about that last time? We talked about it last time, but um, for people who maybe aren't listening in order yeah. of the, the podcast, um, we do have an entertainment district that we um, just started in the last month or so, um, which means you can drink basically 24-7 downtown if you wanted to go and have lunch or get a mimosa from somewhere and walk around and do a little shopping downtown. So it's 24-7, basically. Sundays are out only because, basically, you know, there's there's no businesses open on Sundays. So yeah, just the, just a little brunch spot. Yeah. So, um, but if you wanted to get up and walk around, you can go to a restaurant, ask for a drink to go, and just stroll the sidewalks. Yeah, so I think that's important to point out because we, we had a very successful food truck Thursday last week, and um, uh, Ashley and I were out there, and we had some cups to show kind of what they look like, and everybody said, where do you get the cups? Well, it's important to know the only 
place you can get the cups is right. by or at the downtown restaurants by purchasing a beverage so Correct. the whole idea with this is obviously for everybody to have a good time and be able to be responsible adults and enjoy adult beverages on the go mm-hmm. but more importantly spend money sure downtown yeah absolutely so. yeah so you got to support those brick and mortar businesses yes you do mm-hmm. so buy a bevy and get to walking get <laughs> get to walking yes all right so that's kind of i mean really we don't have a whole lot going on the first half of june so um that's kind of it for our events downtown so i guess we have more coming up but they'll just be in the next episode right yeah all right so i guess it's time to bring in our very special guests we have um Jamie and Sarah Phelps with us today, and we're super excited to have them because I know you have an amazing story to tell, and we want everyone to get to know you guys and, um, you know, love you as much as we do. No, <laughs> thank you. No. So welcome on. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> get, we're going to go beyond the bricks with Jamie and Sarah. All right, so normally what we do, and we've already told you this, but for our listeners, we normally ask you icebreaker questions. And so how this goes down is we each have a list of 200 questions here. Dang. We want you (laughs) to just pick a random number, 1 through 200, and then that will correlate to the question that we're going to ask you. So this is just some get-to-know-you questions, maybe two each. We'll see how the time goes, but um, yeah. We just want you to pick a number. Sarah, you want to go first? Ladies yes. first? Put me Sarah on goes the spot. First. <laughs> well, today's her birthday, so. <gasps> what? Birthday. Yay. I wish I would have known that. I know. 33. Jesus's age. All yeah. right, we'll choose number 33 then. <laughs> there you go. That's a Perfect. great one. Perfect. I think oh, I have Happy 33. birthday. Thank That's you. so amazing. Okay. Have Uh-oh. you ever disliked <laughs> something and then changed your mind? Uh, let's Probably see. me. <laughs> Why did I feel like that was coming? I know, right? Oh Lord, Jamie's gonna have dad jokes for. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, your dad jokes. Yeah, I used okay. to dislike them, but now I like them. Yeah, they grow on you. <laughs> Jamie was actually talking about if I cloned him, would I allow the dad joke quality to be <laughs> to be in there? I was like, yeah, definitely. We have to have some dad jokes now. I would totally miss that. I know that was a random question last night, but. Um... I, I cut myself and I said, "Well, okay, we got blood all over the." I said, "We got blood everywhere now, so if I if anything ever happens to me, you can clone me." Just kind of joking, you know. And right. I said, um, "If you could choose five traits to keep and five traits to like not add into my clone, what would they be?" And that was an interesting question. So. Which I don't think I ever finished that, but I did say dad jokes. Dad yeah. jokes was one of them. Well, now so, you have to tell us a dad joke. Oh Lord, um, do the fish fine. one. What do you call a fish with no eyes? wow that was good no eyes yeah rachel do you have a a mom joke it's not a mom joke so i think i should reserve that for another time (laughs) oh oh yeah wow okay i i really i'm not good at okay I don't have jokes. I really don't. I'm just an off-the-cuff kind of girl. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, don't, I can't memorize things. I don't remember things like that. Jamie, what's another one? You got you got like tons of them. You got a I whole book. I can't remember full. them. Not without Jacob around. Normally, Jacob. Is he like your big cheerleader? Mm-hmm. He yeah. thinks they're funny. Yeah, for of now. course he does. No, he doesn't. He, does. he rolls his eyes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. That's yeah. really funny. It's however you feel about it. If you feel like he enjoys them, maybe yeah. he does. I get the the most joy out of I them think, so yeah that's, that's that's the truth jamie gets the most joy out of it 
That's awesome. All right, Jamie, you're up. 13. That's my lucky number. Okay. Hmm. Oh, Lord. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, I'd probably go super generic and do pizza. Pizza for the so, rest of your life? Yeah, so many different kinds. Couldn't do um, spaghetti because after you've eaten it once or twice, you just, it's done. Hmm. You know how people, like my mom used to cook like gallons of it. And then um, you'd eat it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like after the second or third time, you're like, "That's enough, mom. No <laughs> Come more. on, let's switch it up." No one needs to eat spaghetti three or four nights in a row. So I think pizza, probably something generic like pizza. Okay. I think Jacob would appreciate that too. Oh, I'm sure. If he gets to eat it with me. <laughs> I'm sure. So. All kids love pizza. All right. Oh, Get me it. again? You're again. doing it again? Mm-hmm. Okay. One fifty nine. If you could magically become famous, would you want to? Mm, but I, I have a side question. If yes, what would you be famous for? Oh, well, I was going to go the safe route and say no. <laughs> wouldn't oh, famous. This is not a safe zone. <laughs> for the sake of argument, so say you are famous, what did you become famous for? Mm. Well, I like animated, like cartoon Disney type stuff, so... It'd be cool to be the voice of Ariel, and I'd be famous for that because Ariel's been along mm-hmm. around a long time. But she doesn't have a country accent. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> you have a more country accent than I do. <laughs> it's Ariel from the shores of Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. there you go. <laughs> With like some Dixie, Ariel. some Dixie clothes. <laughs> yeah, booty shorts. <laughs> booty shorts. <laughs> yeah. That's it'd be like Daisy uh, Duke, but in aerial form. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what you're famous for, the voice of Ariel? Yeah. Country version of Ariel? No, I didn't say that. Well, I guess I kind of did. But no, I, I wouldn't want the Just country. Just standard Ariel. <laughs> yeah. I wish yeah. I could sing like Ariel. Oh, my God. Wait, can you sing? No. Oh. See, that's why Ariel would be awesome, because she's got a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. And then I could go to, like, all the birthday parties and be Ariel and be sweet to all the kids um i don't know that that famous ariel would go to children's birthday parties would they i don't know maybe i would take famous on that level I would be like, you want to be like small town famous yeah there you go <laughs> got it <laughs> got it yeah that's a good way to be it's a little safer than big big uh world famous yeah i don't think i would want to be world famous i have no interest in being world famous Mm-mm. so but well, so you're starting you on your do... podcast right now. Yeah, this is regional. We're regionally famous. <laughs> I would say. And we are definitely personally famous. We're famous in our own minds. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah we do believe that. So. <laughs> you're supposed to like manifest what it is that you believe, and that's what mm-hmm. we believe. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. Look, people at El Paso know y'all. That's true. When y'all walk in, they say you're your usual. We got the tableside guac last night. We did and didn't even have to ask for it. We did not. They just came and hooked us up. Shout out to Gustavo for a mean tableside guac. Because he can definitely make a mean tableside guac. sling those avocados. He sure can. (laughs) He definitely can. Yeah, we nailed that. So that was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Question number two, Jamie. Oh, let's see. Let's go 10. I'll go low again. Uh, What was the last TV show you binge watched? Oh, wow. Oh, I know, I know. Was it The Chosen? I was going to say 24. 
Oh, I did watch Twenty Four. I've been I binge watched Twenty Four, but um, The Chosen is kind of the jam now. Have y'all seen that? Mm mm mm. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's the life of Jesus. It's actually an app you download on your phone. Pretty cool. It'll change your life. Hmm. Really? There's probably. They're on their second season now. They're on their second season, so there are mm, 15, 10, 15 episodes. Mm-hmm. So, There's a new one cool. coming out every week now? Uh-huh. So you can totally binge watch it. It's um, it's an app you download from the app store. It's called The Chosen. Um, they're on their second season. So So it's not like on a streaming service. Mm-mm. It's on a, like your phone or iPad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and you don't you don't have to pay for it. They're wanting people to just like donate. So whenever huh. they get enough money, they make their next season and they just go like oh, yeah. wow. it's a, it's, step by step. It's crowdfunded, so basically yeah. you pay it forward for yeah. other people to watch it. We'll have to check that out. It is really cool. There's over um, well, their goal is a billion views, and I think they're at like um a hundred and seventy million views. Oh wow. Worldwide. Mm-hmm. So in all the episodes, there are eight episodes in season one, and now they've done at least five through season two. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Cool stuff. I didn't even know you could like download apps and watch shows. Well, they it was said just they, all on streaming stuff. Well, they didn't want to go streaming route because streaming routes can um, kind of dictate what they put in yes. and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. And if they ever kicked them off, then they would be completely lost. So they said they wanted to build it from the ground. You know, that's kind of the same concept with businesses and social media platforms because that's true. I mean, that's true yeah, because if you, you build don't it own your that. audience. Yeah. If you build it only on that and don't have your own, then, yeah, you're kind of subject to whatever they decide to go with. Or And cancel. what may be true today, right, what may be true today may not be true later. So, no, that's the last um thing that we binge watched we watched two episodes back to back the other night yeah and they do a live stream once a week so it's pretty cool okay so we're well, let's do three each okay so we're gonna we're gonna move on to a third we'll do the bonus round of questions bonus so go round. ahead sarah all right we're gonna go 180 jeez well go into the just the top ones do you trust your own memory why or why not <laughs> No, no. <laughs> that was fast lightning round. No. <laughs> why or why not? I mean, I forget stuff all the time. Um, Are you um, a jotter? Oh, yeah. I have, like, tons of notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I text Jamie. And so Jamie will get, like, all these random stuff that's just, like, a to-do list. And he knows Well, she's by standing now. right beside me, and that's the way she makes her to-do list, by sending me a text message. But, and I'm like, yeah. you can use your notes on your phone. No, mom, no. mom brain is a real thing, people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm just like, did you just text me? And she said, yes. <laughs> but you know by now, if it's just like a random like to-do list, it's like, oh, okay, that's Sarah. Just just like that, yeah. Yeah. And you'll hear that ding. And then that was it's perfect like, just timing. me. Listen, if she has to listen to your dad jokes, you can accept oh, yeah. her yeah. to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. And then if he gets to, uh, if he forgets to put his phone on Do Not Disturb at night, it'll be like ding. Thing, like 2 a.m. because that's when my brain works and, mm-hmm. but the message comes through and I say is that for me and she says no that's for me I'm saying why don't you text me then mm-hmm. so she can remember she needs to just create like a text thread to herself so you can remind her yeah but it's funny that I remember that I send Jamie text messages about my reminders <laughs> and then heaven forbid I actually need to look back at one and say you know what was the measurement of that wall she said I sent it in a text yes, message yes it's like, perfect oh, Yes, and then if I kind of know like the word that I had in the in the text, then I could just search for it. It's, it really works great. 
Yeah, there you go. So I like it. I yeah. can get behind it. Yeah, me too. So you don't <laughs> trust your memory, just trust your text messages. Well, a lot of times if I write notes, I'll misplace my notes. But I yeah. always have my phone. Yeah. And, and she always has her husband. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so it's like, what did I say, Jamie? What is this that I need to do? Look on your phone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start texting you my list. There you go. It really does work. I text my husband list, but it, it's usually not like positive. And <laughs> it's usually not what I need to Things do. Things you like, need to correct. Hey, he Mikey. We're, to do. <laughs> we're really sorry, Mikey. Number one. Rage in rage fashion. <laughs> Remember that painting? (laughs) (laughs) That was it coming out. That was it. That was my voice. (laughs) That's really funny. funny. All right, Jamie. Let's do, you said 180, so we'll do 181. Which which fictional character do you relate to most? Thor. I look like Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So handsome. It's uncanny. That's that's a totally inside joke. (laughs) Every time he comes on the screen, I have to tell Sarah to turn her head. <laughs> well, you like the other girl. What's the other girl? That Thor's girlfriend? Or used to be girlfriend? Oh, I don't know. Jane Foster, I guess. I don't know any of this. No, see, I don't. Mm-mm. Oh. For no Thor movies? Mm-mm. I mean, I'll watch them, but I don't know them we backwards like and forwards. Stuff. I like Marvel yeah, stuff, too. Yeah, it's just bunches of inside jokes about the characters and stuff. And I don't even know what Thor looks like. Boy, he's whatever. Like, he's like... <laughs> Whatever. God of lightning or something, right? You got posters in your room of Thor. Chris Chris Hemsworth. I actually had Brass Quill put a Thor tattoo on my back. I didn't even know it. Chris Hemsworth. Um, I I like Chris Hemsworth. Is that who plays Thor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he comes out with just jeans on, no shirt on and stuff. And everybody's like, oh, everybody's freaking out. And I'm like, Sarah, look the other way. <laughs> so, no, it was an inside joke. <laughs> That's who you relate most to? I don't know. If I had to think seriously. So, uh, you said a fictional character, right? Hmm. Do you think I mostly I relate to any fictional character? I have character? no idea. No, I probably don't. I'll throw that back on y'all. Do y'all have a fictional character that you most relate to? Who do you relate to, Ellen? <clears throat> Wonder Woman. There you go. Mm. <laughs> so, we'll stick with That's this. good. Superhero. Yeah, yeah that's good. I... The the Gal Gadot like tall beautiful that yeah that's me to a T. To a T. I don't feel like I know. That one's a hard one. That one is a hard. That one, one is a hard one. I feel like you could go really deep with that. Like who you most relate to. All right, cool. Well, three questions. That See, was three questions. Yeah, that was it. All, All right. right, go ahead. So we want to know. All right, so you guys do a lot of. I feel like you have your hands in in many pots and you have many irons in the fire and you're always tending to something. Um, So you guys do... Well, it's usually Daniel Bayman's requests is what we're tending to all day. (sighs) Same. (laughs) Same, 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 same. Okay. We can definitely feel your pain on that one. What's up, Daniel? (laughs) When that shadow, that tall, linky shadow shows through the halls. I'm like, Ellen, cut the lights. Here he comes. Just kidding, Daniel. Hi. We appreciate your presence and your involvement. We think you're wonderful. (laughs) Okay. So you guys have your um, a lot of things going on downtown, and one of those, I guess, kind of your your first baby was the Book and Table Inn. Mm -hmm. Um, That was kind of where it all started, and it's kind of spiraled from there. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about 
what book and table is for those that don't know what book and table in is for those that don't know but then kind of how you got there and why really why i guess you mm-hmm. you did that that was um kind of diving into that i don't know if you guys had any past um experience or you just said hey let's do it let's do it you want me to say okay so um where we want to start this jamie has been wanting to get like a prayer room started for a long time and for years um and he's really wanted to get it in the center of downtown because that's where he feels like the prayers need to go to like the governmental body of Valdosta so anyway he was looking around downtown just walking around the streets one day of downtown and um, looking for any places that might be available for a prayer room and when I say a prayer room I mean like um if anyone is familiar with the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, it's like 24-7, praise and worship, singing to the Lord, ministering to the Lord, praying, um, but just worshiping Jesus. And so that's kind of what was on his mind um, when he's looking around downtown. Then he comes across a building that has a for sale sign, um, and it was the Book and Table Inn. And so he calls Mike Orenduff. Um, the number that was on the door and then Mike, I guess he called you back and y'all set up a meeting and, and I was in Atlanta at the time with Noah. So I didn't have really any clue <laughs> what Jamie so was kinda, doing. We kind of stumbled upon it cause yeah, we weren't, we weren't looking for a business opportunity. We were looking for something total, totally, uh, separate. And, um, when we spoke with Mike, Mike was like, you know, I have three rooms that I rent out on Airbnb, and it should cover the cost of the building. So that we were thinking the prayer room would be at the front of the building. We would rent the three rooms in the back out, um, and then possibly even the upstairs um, out to help cover the cost of the building so that we could do the prayer room, you know, without having that financial burden. Um, but once we got the building, those three rooms filled up really quickly. Um, the upstairs, um, someone reached out and said I wanted to. They wanted to rent that long term. So basically, the building was full. So we reached out to some other people and said, you know, hey, do you have any spaces? And then just one thing led to another. And before you knew it, I mean, we've expanded rooms, um, bringing people downtown because it seems like people want to get off of the interstate and get downtown. They want to see what it's about. Right. And then uh, so. Daniel approached us about um, doing the coffee shop. Yeah, the very next day. That's how the prayer room didn't end up where good coffee is now is because Daniel reached out and said he had been talking with Mike about doing a coffee shop up front. Um, Would we be interested in leasing it to him? So then I felt like the guy was saying, you know, he was going to use that building for um, the funds to get a prayer room somewhere else. So then we looked for another room. Tried to do a prayer room and turn into Airbnb. Tried to do a prayer room, turn <laughs> into Airbnb. <laughs> so every single, every single venture it seems like has turned into um, Airbnb type stuff, which is pretty cool. Because again, it was in business. It seems like you're either brilliant or you're lucky, <laughs> you know. And sometimes it's good to be both. But um, we actually were lucky slash blessed on that to um, look for something. Um, and find something else, mm-hmm. turn it into a business opportunity. So it's actually, I was working full-time at AT&T as a manager there and, and was able to step down part-time and now I've actually stepped away full-time. 
from AT&T to do this, you know, wholeheartedly. So it truly is a, a small business, family-owned. Um, our boys are usually with us cleaning, helping us clean. Um, Jacob's got names for every building downtown. So basically the Book and Table Inn is now, we call it, a suite of rooms scattered throughout all of Valdosta where you can stay. So it's not just one building. It's actually four or five different buildings that we're in. So Okay, so just so we're clear, the intention was to come downtown, buy a building, have a prayer room. You fell into the Airbnb business yeah. by basically accident, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So how many Airbnbs do you currently have now? We have 21 mm-hmm. Airbnbs scattered yeah. throughout downtown. Mm-hmm. And they're all downtown. Right. Yeah. Within a couple blocks of each other. Right. So several different buildings, but, but that is 21 Airbnb rooms. So they can go on Airbnb and check out and get room information. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you also have some sort of interest in good coffee. Mm-hmm. And then you finally, just in the last, what, couple of months weeks opened the prayer room which was your original yeah okay yeah (laughs) yeah and so when did you went tell tell everybody when you first started this whole venture like with the prayer room well when you first started looking 2019 october so in two years (laughs) we have 21 airbnb rooms that didn't exist before right we have a coffee shop we have a prayer room and we have you guys as neighbors. Yay! In two years, and that's insane. <laughs> Plus, through a pandemic year. Yeah. Yeah, that was Jamie's crazy. that was kind of in. Yeah. And it's it's funny when you follow guys. Sometimes he'll call you out on the, you know, cliffs and you know, branches and stuff. And Sarah's always said, if the numbers line up, we'll do it. And um, it's cool how sometimes you can say something offhanded, not even thinking big enough. You know, because I think that's what a lot of people do. They think too small. They don't think big enough, um, ourselves included. And we've even said, you know, it'd be cool if we owned this or it'd be cool if we did this. And then within a week or two, it seems like somebody would come and say, hey, have you ever thought about this? We're like, funny you say that. We actually have. And then Sarah's like, there's no way that's going to happen. I know, Jamie, it felt like every week or, I mean, it wasn't that often, but you were coming to me like, hey, this room opened up. Should we go look at it? I'm like, are you kidding me? We can't afford all this. Like, <laughs> We hadn't even got the last room finished yeah. yet. And he's on to the next thing. I'm like, will you slow down? I can't keep up with you. <laughs> so has, has it always been like, so how long have you guys been married? 10, ten years, years this year. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. December 17th of this year will be 10 years. So has it always been like? Like, have you had the roles that you're currently serving in your marriage? So, um, has it kind of always been that way? Jamie's no. been, no, I feel like it. I mean, we were kind of just traditional, like, you know, I worked as a nurse, Jamie worked at ATT, we had our jobs, and you know, we got pregnant, and you know, kind of the usual role of traditional, yeah. And then here comes this building downtown, and I'm like, what are you talking about? We're, we can't, like, that's not on our level, you know? We, we're we not in the downtown world. That's not us. Like, I don't know. But then, uh, you know, I said, okay, well, if the numbers line up and somehow, miraculously, we end up in this world. And I'm like, we don't even fit in here. <laughs> so what was... We're just little country people. Like, <laughs> Was there like a... Okay, so I, I probably know the answer to this, but this is good. There was there a pivotal moment, I guess, or um, in your lives, something that just spurred you to kind of figure out you got to live for the moment and do things big and dream big and like anything. 
Well, in 2017, um, we lost our second son, um, stillborn at 30 weeks, and that was very traumatic for us. Um, so up until that point, we knew that we wanted to do certain things, but we hadn't really pulled the trigger on anything yet, especially the prayer room thing. Um, and in 2017, uh, we lost him, and his name was Abel Strength, after the um, scripture, um, Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who is Abel. So his name is A-B-L-E, Abel. Um, after we lost him, I remember sitting in our sunroom um, at the house thinking, like, Lord, you know, like, why did you give him to us for 30 weeks? Why couldn't we have him more, you know, like, anyways, I felt like the Lord said that his name was a... Um, it was a prophecy of things to come, not necessarily, you know, just those 30 weeks. So it was, we got to have him for 30 weeks. Sarah got to feel him kicking and all of that stuff. But then when he went home to be with Jesus, it was our role now to carry it on, like his name and stuff, Able Strength. Um, so I felt that burden, and that's when I intensified the looking for the prayer room. So actually our business is called Able Strength. That's the business that owns Book and Table. So we DBA, or, you know, we do business as Book and Table, but Able Strength is the business that owns all of that. So I think our personal drive in all of this is what God had entrusted to us through, you know, everything that he's given us, we have to do something with it. And I think, you know, losing him and having all of that kind of spurred it to where, like, if we fail out in this thing, if we try and go big and we fail, then at least we tried kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, that definitely spurred us to say, you know, hey, why not? Why not, why not us? So, Well, Jamie has definitely strengthened my faith because he'll just be dreaming of things that I think is just ridiculous. <laughs> and then, then God shows up. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is crazy. Just, I don't know. Jamie's a dreamer, but yet somehow it works out. I don't know. Well, we have fun with the, because we never saw ourselves as like hospitality people, I guess. Because in Airbnb, obviously you're, you know, hosting people. Right. So you're making beds, you're, you know, cleaning bathrooms, you're cleaning kitchens and stuff like that. And um, it's cool because, you know, for us, we're the host, we're the their experience to Valdosta. And, you know, that's, to us, that's a, a big responsibility, but it's also really fun, too to interact with people and say, you know, hey, what's cool to do downtown? And Sarah created like a downtown list of all the restaurants, all the shopping places, um, all the cool things to do and put it in the rooms. Um, we've gotten a lot of swag from uh, downtown Main Street and put it in the rooms. So when they come to Valdosta, we want them to one, feel comfortable, but also know what's going on. Like tell them a little bit about Valdosta and a little bit about our story, which mm-hmm. is not what they get at a lot of the big chain, you know, next to the interstate type places. So and I'm going to give a, a shout out to Trey that's at the coffee shop. He's going to work on like professional looking Like leather books. bound, actual like professional pictures with, you know, um, uh, descriptions of all the downtown restaurants, everything. So That'll be really cool, something that um, helps hopefully get the people out of the rooms and into the community. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the other thing is we don't have a lobby. We say our lobby is downtown. So we don't want you to just sit and, you know, be by yourself. We want you to get out and experience downtown. So our lobby is downtown. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I think, traditionally speaking, people always just stayed 
on the side of the road. I mean, mm. wherever you were driving your destination, whatever was the easiest access point from there to spend the night or whatever. But I don't know. I find myself um, when I go out of town, and I'm I'm y'all I'm about y'all's age. I'm 35, so I'm older than you. I don't know if you knew that or not. I'm 40. Y'all are the same. Yeah. My hair is grayer though. I look older. Well, that's because I pay someone for my hair not to be gray. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to downtown salon. <laughs> it looks good. It looks we are getting good. a lot of extra shout outs today. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, when I travel, I I always look um, for Airbnbs now. I, I feel more comfortable staying somewhere like that and staying somewhere where it's kind of like in the center and you, there's like restaurants and not just like Applebee's and yeah. whatever like really cool right. locally owned flavor I don't know so I, I travel that way I don't and I'm assuming that other people do I don't think I'm obviously you're booked up for a lot, a lot of dates so I I'm, yeah. don't think I'm far off but I think the industry or tr- people's travel ha- travel habits have changed um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously you can appreciate a hotel when you need it, but it's way cooler to stay. Yeah, because Airbnbs, like, they're all different. They're all unique. And you feel more at home, more relaxed, and it's not, you know, two bedrooms and or two beds shoved in a room with a microwave and a mini fridge. It's yeah. There's character, and, you know, and, and I know that you guys didn't intentionally get into the Airbnb business, but I kind of look at it um, as a way, and I've actually stayed in, your Airbnb before during yeah, you have. COVID, my girls and I yeah. needed a staycation um, to get away from the house. But did y'all do the August room? No, they did the May room. I think. I don't. Remember. Well, actually, I think you did different. We were rooms. above the bistro. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I know that the prayer room was your intention. But I feel like your rooms now, just the space, and it may not be a d- direct messaging or direct ministering to people, but. You've created spaces that make people feel welcome and warm and give off, um, you know, those kind of vibes that essentially is the same kind of things that when you minister to people, you're yeah. hoping to achieve. So, yeah, that's that's definitely something that we've wanted to do from the start is like put scriptures on the wall, put, um, you know, Christ centered books for resources if people want to you know do a devotional or even the little calendars that have the little scriptures on it you know the just i don't know we try to find stuff that's just peaceful and it's kind of a little relaxing and that's getaway. all that's always been the message has been you know um rest there's a difference between sleep and rest and we want people to have rest we want people to have a break from the norm from um we had hesitated even putting tvs in the rooms um which is kind of a, a weird concept. A lot of people say, yeah, you know, you can't get away with that. But I remember Mike Orendorf said that when um, we bought the place from him, he said he didn't have TVs in the room and he did that on purpose because he wanted people to get out and do stuff. Like, you don't come here to watch Netflix. You come here right. to experience downtown, which we have since relented on that. Like, we have put TVs <laughs> yeah. in there. We have kids, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you've almost Yeah, had when to. they come along, yeah, we're putting on YouTube. <laughs> but um, the idea is that the pillows and and we don't do it all the time but we do try to uh pray over the pillows pray over the beds pray over the sheets i mean i know that sounds kind of super spiritual but basically just say lord while they're here let them rest let them have a break from because we don't know what people are going through we've had people you know with 
um, just these crazy circumstances stay with us. Even local people who are going through stuff at home need to, you know, get away. So um, the room we pray would be that that place, that safe place, safe place, that restful place, that place where people can truly just. We've had so many people, and every time I get chills when they say, "I don't know what it is about the room, but there was something peaceful in the room," mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's what we try to create. So that's that's been our goal all along, and every time we try to stray away from that, Sarah and I have said that, um, like if we try to focus on something else, always like God will bring us back with some kind of circumstance um, that allows us to um, minister to people. Mm-hmm. And we went up to, real quick, we went up to the mountains. Um, someone gifted us a free week up there because um, uh, Noah, our third-born son, um, has had so many medical issues. We were in and out of the hospital for the first year or two of his life. Um, <clears throat> and um, somebody gifted us a trip up to the mountains, and that touched us so much because we were thinking, why would someone do this for us? You know, like who are we for someone to give us their house and you know do all of this stuff it just really reinvigorated us in this hospitality mindset that yeah people are paying you but they're not paying you for all the other stuff that you're doing you know the praying over them and talking to them and being a listening ear and just being there for them you know a lot of people have said just Sarah's messages uh, really spoke to them or you know just something simple what we would think would be simple so you don't know what people are going through when they come into your room and it's cool that before they leave hopefully you have a little bit of time to affect their life so we see it as a ministry opportunity for sure well I think that's also part of the reason looking at it from the other side why why we we're doing this podcast because I don't think people realize when they book a room the direct impact it has on you guys as a family yeah. and your boys. And, um, you know, obviously it, it, you want it to mean something for the people staying in your rooms, but the people staying in your rooms mean something to you. And it is yeah. literally a direct impact. Um, and so that's kind of, I think, why we why we do this, to try to yeah, absolutely. humanize yeah. and help people. I mean, we all sit around and say shop local, spend local, support local all the time but those are just words and until you can like bring a face and and a person and a family and I mean I've seen pictures of your little boys carrying buckets to go help clean an Airbnb (laughs) you know it's the cutest thing but it it is the literally definition of a family business that you guys have Mm -hmm. well you on Facebook yeah you see the cute pictures but then they're really like screaming and like (laughs) tearing up things that's what's breaking everything yeah yeah, and daddy's then I'm like, Mom, out. come come watch these kids so I can clean. <laughs> well, Sarah does what like way better with them than I do. Oh yeah, I'm Jamie's like, like, I can't do it. I've Just cleaned take this them. living room five times. <laughs> Every time you set it and walk away, I mean, everything gets moved, and you're like, Jacob, there's people coming in here. They're literally going to be here in five minutes. I'm like, Sarah, take these kids somewhere so I can finish this. <laughs> How old are they? Five and two. Noah will be three on Friday. Yeah, so pretty much three and six. Three and six, yeah. Their birthdays are coming up soon, so three and six. So, 
They're busy. Wide busy boys. Open. Oh my busy gosh, boys. they're busy. Oh. So if anyone stays with us and finds a dinosaur or something under the couch, it's not because it's not clean. It's because when we were walking out, Jacob probably stuck it under there for the next kid that was coming through. <laughs> and that was pretty sweet, too, because um, the very first room we set up outside of um, Book and Table Inn was what we call the August room. Um, and uh, we put a bunch of Jacob's toys up there, four kids coming through. We made like a little kid's corner. And he came up there and saw him, and oh, you should have heard him. He was like, why are my toys up here? And we were like, because other kids want to play with your toys. And he's like, but I want to play with my toys. <laughs> so every time he would go up there and clean with us, he would play with his own toys, and then he would leave them all around the yeah. room because that's where the kids are going to be. And, and occasionally like, take them back home. Yeah, he wanted to take them all home. We were like, Jacob, that's not the point of it. <laughs> we need to get these toys out of the house, not in the house. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cute. So cute. So I would think that um, this would afford you guys to be able to spend more family. T- like it's a it's a richer lifestyle for yeah. you guys as far as spending time with family and and having better relationships than it would have been at AT and T and being a nurse. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I mean that that sounds to me like you know more fulfilling. I guess is what I'm. I mean, I saying. think it's something that all of us aspire to be able to do is to spend more time and with our families and you know and I applaud you both for that because it's not easy to step outside of Mm -hmm. the norm and you know we all are like nine to five grinders because that's instilled in us um but you know to be able to and I, I guess that really goes back to your faith and having faith in the things that that you are being led to do um yeah I think a lot of us always just push things to the those those thoughts the back of our mind because it's not it's not normal. Like, we have to make sure we make our mortgage payments, and we have to yeah. be, be check all the boxes, and that's how we are kind of programmed to be. And so I really do applaud you guys mm-hmm. for taking that leap of faith. It's literally a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when Jamie stepped away is- from AT&T, I was like, oh, my gosh. I know. You, were, you know, we don't have a backup plan because you just quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know it's crazy because now as business owners which sounds so weird to me to say um you don't you know if you work nine to five you're off at five o'clock and you're good to go like yeah you have the rest of the evening and like chill out with your family and not think about anything else but right. as airbnb we're always on the clock we get messages One at like midnight morning, yeah. i can't work my remote i'm like <laughs> batteries are dead on the remote or something or yeah where's the volume on the remote just random stuff. <laughs> How do I get Fox News on the TV? How do I get the hot water to this work? This is not on like my shower. TV at home. Yeah. So, so it's, there's a lot of that it's too. It's been some funny stuff. Yeah. It's a full time gig, like literally full time. But like it is very fulfilling. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's very fulfilling. And the crazy thing is, we didn't get into it necessarily for the financial piece of it. The financial piece was mainly for. Um, the prayer room because I always told God I said as long as we can do the prayer room without it being a financial burden on anyone else then but he had something else in store which was so cool that we didn't even know and we're still finding out like what that means and and things so so talk a little bit about the prayer room then we've talked a lot about the Airbnbs so because it's finally open yeah so we do have a space um, it's above um, Brass Quill um, right there on the corner overlooking the courthouse which is pretty cool because um, we're actually meeting with someone today to talk about a prayer meeting tomorrow night. But the idea is that we would bring people together locally that wants to um, pray for the city. 
So when we went out to Kansas City, Sarah said, it'd be so cool to raise our kids in this environment. And then I said, well, if we come out here, who's going to look after Valdosta? You know, not that we're the only ones, obviously, but we feel like God has put us on the wall here in Valdosta um, to pray and contend for our city, for the leadership, for, you know, uh, so many things. So we finally have a place now, and we're starting to slowly branch out and ask people um, to come and pray with us and and sit with us. And it's not just a bunch of people sitting around, you know, doing popcorn prayer, which is what a lot of people think of when they hear a prayer room. It's mainly praise and worship that goes back and forth between praise and worship and then um, uh, prayer as well. So we have a, um, a keyboard up there, guitar, um, all the instruments, the microphones, everything's there. So now we just need the musicians to come and play. So Sarah was learning uh, piano a little bit and um, I'm trying to learn guitar. So, I think you're doing better at guitar than I am, you know. So we're trying to become musicians as well, so. And but, then we both can't sing, so that works out well. <laughs> but the room overlooks the courthouse, which reminds us while we're up there, um, why we started in the first place. So, and also just when we were out in Kansas City, we got to go and experience a prayer room inside the, uh, the inner city of Kansas City, which was pretty cool. Um, because we had never really, when you think Kansas City, you see, you think the the big buildings, the high right. rises and stuff. You don't think inner city Kansas City. And they made a really big point that stuck with me. They said cities usually build highways and byways to get around the hood, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't want to take the time to go through. One, because it's not safe, but also because they just don't want to see it. They don't want, they want to turn their head from it. And that's not Kansas City. This is Kansas City, not that. So anyways, when we came back, that kind of gave us a different perspective of Val- Valdosta, too. It's like wanting to see the entire city. The whole picture. The whole picture. And that's why I was. I even reached out to Main Street, and I was like, hey, I want a picture of what is downtown. Like, Because we think downtown, and we think certain parts, but no, it's all of this. It spreads so much wider than what we think. So we feel like God's been giving us a heart for the whole city, the whole county, you know, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool sounds cool that was one of those things that they reached out i mean like specifically like who to who to pray for and who to you know of course i wrote back i was like everyone like literally everyone that works in government you should pray for them i mean for sure every single one like obviously it's important to pray for people who have leadership abilities and voices to be leaders but it's also important to pray for God, the, the guy's picking up the trash on the side of the road because I'm telling yeah. you, there's times that we all go through it. I mean, we, you know, being a public servant is not an easy task, and people expect you a lot from you and yeah. forget that. I mean, like for us, for example, people, for, look, there's two of us. Yeah. I mean, two. We don't have a team of people. We don't have a team of volunteers. <laughs> there's literally two of us. Right. And so people forget that. And sometimes, um, we don't always get the nicest phone calls or the nicest comments or right. whatever. So, um, you know, just to know that there's even something close by with people that we know and appreciate and love that are, you know, keeping the whole city, you know, kind of in their thoughts and prayers is comforting. Right. So. Yeah, we, um, that's our goal is to, to pray, contend, lift up the leaders, um, and also just, you know, last year the nation was rocked with a lot of um, reconciliation of, you know, current states in America and things, the way, way things are. Um, 
and I remember seeing a lot of demonstrations around the courthouse and things and my heart was just so heavy you know I just was thinking not in my city you know not in my city I don't want my children to, to grow up you know where there's this and that and you know us and them and that and um, that really sparked a lot of we got to get this thing going we've got to pray for our city let our city be a city on a hill that we would be different from a lot of other places where where there's not justice you know and we want justice for everyone and we want to pray and contend that God's justice that you know everything we say everything that Jesus died for on the cross to be made manifest in our city so truly everyone on equal ground equal footing that the decisions that are made would affect everyone equally that you know what may be happening outside of the city in the nation and what even may happen outside the city in the nation wouldn't affect us we would truly say not in our city not in our community our kids are going to grow up you know a loving and appreciating diversity um you know and just the whole nine so that was a huge part of it too was the demonstrations around the courthouse led to a lot of the prayer and unity movements that's going on now where we say okay let's get everybody of every racial denomination everything together and show unity in the city like kind of demonstrate what that could look like Mm -hmm. and just pray and believe for it right and so that happens every third friday third friday night yeah six to eight around the courthouse yeah Yeah. the prayer and unity movement the unity movement yeah prayer and unity yeah Mm -hmm. transformation and unity movement yeah 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 that's what it's called so third friday uh six to eight and that's um a couple pastors that got together and just said, you know, hey, we want to start praying for our city, praying that, you know, a lot of the stuff that's coming down in some other cities won't happen in ours, that ours would be different. So that's kind of the heart of that. I like it. Me too. All right, so um, then so what's, what's next? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, now we got to ask Jamie Sarah, on that one. He's Sarah's the one making a face. Always, she's got the, she's she's got got the a, eyes. She has terrified face. look on her face. He's we, always coming at me with new things. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We've looked at do? a couple of different options, and I don't know. It's cool how God opens some doors and closes some doors, so we don't know really what's next. Um, sometimes businesses grow, <clears throat> but they don't grow wide. They grow deep, and I feel like God wants us to grow deep during this season, meaning um, get better at our craft. So go back and look at the rooms and see what can we update what can we do yeah that's definitely um, been a, a subject that we've been talking about um when we came back from that vacation to the mountains um you know she just she had so many little touches of just she was always just so present i don't know she was just very loving and welcoming and i was like gosh we got to get better at doing that in our rooms and providing like handmade soaps or you know just just fun little things little knickknacks and stuff but we've been talking about how we can minister more just in our rooms just with the stuff that we provide and so i think yeah that's what you're saying growing deep and we're bringing more rooms online as um because some of them were um year-long uh rentals you know and um as those uh turn over we don't renew them we just started a new room um in the cranford building um, and we named it the Noah Trust Room after our third-born son. So it's cool. Um, each room has its own story, the months, right. things that have happened to us significantly in our lives during that month. And um, when people stay with us, we're going to put in there, like, why the name, why the room was named that. 
um, <clears throat> Sarah actually typed up our like a little short um, kind of brief thing of who we are, what we do, why we do what we do, and stuff. And so many people have reached out and said that touched them. Yeah, we're like, really? We just threw that together in thirty minutes, you know, twenty minutes. Um, but it was just our, our heart on paper, and people can read it and see it. So um, I don't know. I don't know what's next, really. I mean, we're always trying to evolve the. Um, I get well, not evolve, but we're trying to get people more involved in the prayer room. I mean, that's so. What's ongoing. the best? What's the best way for somebody to um, find out more about the prayer room? We really haven't advertised it much because I feel like we're still in like the baby stages of getting it organized and yeah, you know, making sure that. Yeah, we we uh, real quick. I'll tell you, um, we went to Kansas City and I, I talked with a guy who who um, helps people start houses of prayer, similar to the one yeah. we're trying to start. And I told him my spiel. Um, went on for 30, 40 minutes, telling him everything that was on my heart. And he said, "It sounds like you're in step one of a prayer room, and that is where you find out you don't want to pray, you don't like to pray." And if you could do anything but pray, you would. Yeah. And if you could, and if you could do it without God, you would. And he said that's where most people find out the the nitty gritty of prayer is that it sounds good, but it's it's tough. You know, it's not something. So I've been trying to say, okay, Lord, well, you're right. I need to start spending time first. I need to be the first recruit to my own prayer room. Um, and make sure that our hearts are in the right place. So yeah, we're we're definitely baby step one of the prayer room, and we're trying to figure out what does it look like to to do this. Like, because if you're talking twenty four seven, I mean that's that's a huge thing, you know. Because I remember um, I reached out, making sure there's no ordinances that you can't have meetings, you know, at two a.m. and three a.m. and stuff like that, trying to. Just the basics of things, like, right. do you have security in there? You know, like, who can come in? Can anybody come in? Like, um, And then during COVID, we're like, okay, do we have, like, what's our rules and regulations about that? You have to wear, we have mask. to do temperature checks and, like, I don't know. There's but the idea is that, like, what time is it now? It is, you know, almost noon on a Wednesday or what's today? Yeah. Um, where would people go? Like, so on their lunch break, say they want to go and get before the Lord and just do praise and worship. Where would you go? It's really nowhere in the city that no. I know of. Yeah. No. So the idea is it, it doesn't even, I don't care who it is. I, I just think there needs to be a space where people can go get before the Lord day or night, night and day, any time of the day. Um, and there's not one right now. You know? And know they're welcome. Yeah, and know they're welcome. And know that we want them there and, you know, they have the opportunity to encounter God during their lunch break or something. So, so to answer her question about how do people get involved, <laughs> going um, back to that, <laughs> how do how do people reach us? Do, well, really, they, they could just give us a call at this point. Um, or even reach out through the book and table and website. Yeah, just anyway. Um, yeah, book and table in. Inn dot com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and we kept the name book and table. So that that was uh, Mike Ordenduff. He had a uh, bookstore that sold coffee. So he said the idea was pull up a, a grab a book and a table. So that's where it came from. Right. Grab a book and a table. And so a lot of people have looked for books in all of our rooms. So we try to make sure books are in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that kind of doesn't make sense. There's this a bookstore. Yeah, yeah. Is it a bookstore? No, it's just an inn. All right. Well, cool. Thank you guys. Yeah, I think this was fun. You. We always enjoy it. We enjoy spending time with 
different people. Yeah. Yeah. And we are different people, for sure. We are, too. (laughs) Join the club. Listen, the world wouldn't be as fun or interesting if everybody was the same. Yeah. That's right. Very true. All right. We really appreciate you guys coming. And um, for everybody listening, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. This episode of Beyond the Bricks was brought to you by the Valdosta Main Street Program and the Central Valdosta Development Authority. For all things downtown, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Downtown Valdosta.